Get out. Go. everybody let's uh let's go ahead and pray just a second there we go <clears throat> okay let's pray for our service <clears throat> dear heavenly father lord i come to you this morning lord once again thank you for this opportunity to to be in your house to open your word lord and I ask you to take this word lord and that it be clear and, and concise and, and and something that we can understand lord and just Maybe help us get a better understanding of you and, and, and our, how we're supposed to walk with you as a Christian, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so we've been talking about walking with God and following God, and, and we're getting along there. And, and part of this is uh, walking in the Spirit. You know, we, we know about walking in the flesh. I think we're good at that. But when we've been talking about the spiritual battle and, and how spiritual is what we can't see. And... and that's what we're battling against, and, and yet the Spirit is more important than the flesh in a Christian's life. <clears throat> and we're talking about walking in the Spirit. Well, part of that walking in the Spirit is, is the gifts of the Spirit that, that God gives to Christians and gives to believers. And we're going to look at that. Let's go to, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 4 and read down to verse 11, and then we'll go back and break this down and, and look at it. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, the, the Bible says, <clears throat> Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is, it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but all these that worketh that one and selfsame spirit dividing to every man severally as he will for as the <clears throat> excuse me let's stop right there so verse 11 so one thing I want you to notice all the way through that passage we're talking about gifts that 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 God gives to people right but it says the same spirit the same Lord, the same God. The Bible is trying to make, it, make very sure we know where gifts comes from. It comes from the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He's very clear about that. Then he wants to make sure that we understand that it comes from the same Lord. Who, knew, who is that? That's the Lord of all, the Lord of creation, right? And then from the same God, because we know on this earth there are many different lords that men serve and many different gods and there is a different spirit on this earth right but the bible is very clear all these gifts that we're going to talk about came from the same spirit the same lord the same god and those three are one 
And that's what we need to look at. So we study what it means to walk in the spirit. <clears throat> there would hardly be completed unless we considered what the Bible says about these spiritual gifts, right? We need to look at these spiritual gifts. And, and the evidence of, of a spirit-filled, sanctified life is the presence of what? And we've talked about this before too, the fruit of the spirit. If you don't have those nine fruit of the spirit, something's seriously wrong with you. Right. Either you're not saved and you think you are or you're in serious rebellion against God. And you must be one miserable person if you're in that state. Right. Because <clears throat> the fruit of the spirit and, and the fruit, the fruit of the spirit are not the same as the gifts of the spirit. We need to make sure we have that division, too. Right. <clears throat> so because as a Christian, once you get saved at that point, you're given all nine fruit of the spirit. But you're not given all all of the gifts of the spirit, right? And that's what we're talking about. And the fruit of the spirit is shared by an expected and expected to be from all Christians to all Christians, right? While these gifts that we're talking about given out, as we just read in those few verses, it said they were given out to Christians as how? At salvation? Did he give you all of them? No, he says they're given out by the Holy Spirit as he wills it, not as we will it. You know, I could look at these gifts and say, man, I'd like to do that one. And I could practice and try to do it. But unless the Holy Spirit gives me that gift, it ain't happening. Right. And we're going to look at some of that, too. And, and <clears throat> no matter what gift a person has, no matter what gift that God gives you. OK, it, it, you use that gift. You use that gift. Uh, their use of that gift should be in keeping with the fruit of the spirit. They go hand in hand, yet they're they're different. You have the fruit of the spirit, but whatever gift you're given that's a spiritual gift goes hand in hand with that. If they if you have a supposedly have a gift that goes against the fruit of the spirit, again, there's something really wrong there. You know, <clears throat> so Christians. You should use whatever gift or maybe even gifts uh, that has been given to you in a, in a what? What are the fruit of the spirits? All the, the, the spiritual gifts that are given you should be given, should be used lovingly. They should be used joyfully. They should use peacefully. They should use patiently, kindly, and in keeping with the other fruits of the spirit. Okay. So if your gift makes you go against the, the fruits of the spirit, then like I said, there's something seriously wrong with you. Because um, it's not the Holy Spirit. He doesn't mess up. We do, right? So with this in mind, let's look at some facts about these gifts of the Spirit, okay? We talked about fruits of the Spirit, but let's look at, at, at some of these gifts of the Spirit. Let's, let's look at, we're still going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's look at verse 1 and see what Paul's telling us. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, okay? So he's opening it up right there. Now concerning spiritual gifts, he's going to tell you about spiritual gifts, right? And he says, brethren. So he's talking to Christians. We know he's not talking to the world. The next thing he says, I would not have you ignorant. I would not have you ignorant. Well, he's talking about spiritual gifts, right? But he's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. And that Paul, he said that a few times in the Bible. Whenever he says, I would not have you to be ignorant, what's he saying? He's saying, this is Paul's way of saying, I have something very important to tell you and I need you to listen. I need you to listen now because I don't want you to be ignorant. And what is ignorant? Ignorant just means unlearned. Okay. It means you don't understand something fully or you don't understand something correctly. So he says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to be smart. 
I want you to understand these spiritual gifts that are given by the Holy Spirit. So he, that's what he's telling us. And spiritual, okay, spiritual. That word literally means, I hate that. Why did I say literally? Ugh. That word means a spiritual thing and describes the gift as proceeding from the Holy Spirit and to be exercised in the realm and the power of the Spirit. Okay? So these spiritual gifts are not something that He gives us, that the Holy Spirit gives us, that we're supposed to use physically, okay, to bring glory to us. It's supposed to be used spiritually to bring glory to God. And that's something we need to remember because we'll see how the world does that, right? They, they try to use these again, they try to use them for their glory. So looking at that 1 Corinthians chapter 12, let's look at verse 4 again. The Bible says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Okay. And in diversities, what does that mean? That means there's various gifts. There's, there's different gifts. There's a, 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 a collection of gifts that the Holy Spirit has chosen to bestow upon Christians. Okay. And that's what we need to understand. They're given by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, you know, you've, you've seen in the Bible, we've read in the Bible where the, the, men of Satan try to use black magic and they were able to, to do some magical things that, that mimicked God, that mimicked spirit, mimicked the gifts, right? But they weren't true. Okay. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at true spiritual gifts given by the Holy Spirit. And let's look at first Peter chapter four, verse 10. First Peter chapter four, verse 10. And we're actually going to go to this verse a few times today. So, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. <clears throat> the Bible says, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. He's received gifts, right? Gifts from who? From God. So what are we we're talking about? These gifts means, this term means that, that, that a grace gift, that's a gift given by the grace of God, not given by anything else, right? And it refers to an unmerited gift, something you did not deserve, yet he gave you, right? And it's a gracious endowment from God. That's what these gifts are. And this word means extraordinary powers uh, which distinguish certain Christians, enable them to serve the church of Christ. So any gifts he gives out is something that is something we can't do. It's something that he gives us. And it's something that is extraordinary. It's extraordinary because it's supposed to bring glory to God, right? And it's supposed to serve the church of Christ, if that's your gift, right? So the reception of this, which is, is due by the power and divine grace, right, is operating in our souls. And how do those gifts operate in our souls? Through the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't have these gifts, Okay. Now, there's many people through history that you see that come up and they start a religion and they tell everybody that they're, you know, a prophet of God or even Jesus Christ himself. And they try to mimic things. They try to act like they have gifts, but they don't. They don't. How many, you know, think about all the televangelists that have the power of healing. You know, they heal all these people on TV so they keep the money coming in. If they truly had this Holy Ghost in them and they were truly bestowed with that power of healing, why don't they go down to Texas Children's Hospital and heal every one of those children? Because they don't have that power. They're trying to, they're trying to mimic that gift from God to bring glory to themselves, not glory to God. Okay? 
then that's what we're we're still talking about. So <clears throat> let's go on. So back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, let's look at verse 5. The next verse down, it says, And there are differences of administrations, but here again, but the same Lord, but the same Lord. And, and that 1 Peter 4.10, I'll read it to you again. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. So we're supposed to minister one to another with these gifts, right? As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So whatever gifts we get, we're supposed to be good stewards of that. We're supposed to use it for the glory of God. And we're talking about service here, serving God, right? This word emphasizes the usefulness of our gifts, right? And those gifts, they're employed in serving one another. So if, if God gives you a gift, you shouldn't use it to, to serve yourself or make yourself wealthy like a health, you know, a healing pastor on TV. What does he use that supposed gift he has? It's to pad his pocketbook. That's not bringing glory to God. You know, it's fake. And, and that's what you're supposed to do. The service is supposed to serve God. Everything he does, serve God. And, it, and right there it says um, differences of administrations. What does that mean? Well, that means these gifts are given so we have different ministries. Okay, if you're given the gift of healing, then your ministry is to go out and heal people. As we've seen in the in the Bible, they healed people, but not for their glory, to bring glory to God. You know, they raise people from the dead to bring glory to God. It's the ministry that you're given at that moment. Okay, <clears throat> so let's look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 6. And it says, the Bible says, and there are diversities of operations, but the same God, which worketh all in all. Okay. Well, what is he talking about? It says that there are diversities of operations. Okay. That means there's different activities. These gifts are given to different Christians for different reasons, for different activities. And every one of those things are given by what? One spirit, the same spirit the same Lord, the same God to bring glory to him, not us, right? And we're talking about the energy or activity. And this word emphasizes the power that's operating within these gifts. And that power is not from us. We're just a vessel that God can use that gift through, okay? That power, that activity, that energy is like the Bible tells us, from the same spirit, the same God, the same Lord, not for us, right? It's given to us, but we're a vessel to use that gift for God's glory. And that's, I think that's a, I keep going to that point because it's so strong because you look in the world, people try to use gifts of God for their glory. And that's just completely wrong. A spiritual gift is something that's visible. It's God given. It's Holy Spirit energized ability. And, and whether naturally inherited or, or miraculously endowed upon you, uh, whether it's temporary or permanent, right? Because some gifts were temporary. We don't have some of them anymore. They're given to each Christian for one reason, to edify your local church and to bring glory to God. That's all it's for. From the very beginning, when God started giving out gifts, it was for the building of the church. That's it. Okay, <clears throat> so a spiritual gift is an ability 
uh, uh, or a capacity you have for serving God. And in, in case of like non-miraculous gifts, you know, they need, they maybe need training or development, right? And, 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 and nurturing, right? Uh, for example, maybe God, God gave you the gift of teaching, right? Well, you may have the gift of teaching, but you still need to develop that. You need to learn how to teach. You need to learn how to, to stand in front of people and talk to them and teach them. And you need to have good communication skills, you know. And I know nobody believes this, and Claudia will say I'm, you know, crazy. But you have no idea how hard it is for me to stand up and talk in front of people. You know, you think, oh, you're not shy. Oh, you have no idea. It is very hard, very hard. Um, and I don't think I teach good, but... I have people, my wife says I teach good. I have other people say I teach good. You know, I, have, I teach non-Christian stuff at my PD. And, and, and people, oh, you teach good. I like that. I don't think I do. But God gave me that somehow. You know, I couldn't have done that on my own. If it, if it was left up to me, I wouldn't be up here. You know, because I don't feel like I can do it. God is, it, it's God that makes me a good teacher, not me making myself a good teacher. Okay. Hope that made sense. So, um, a natural spiritual gift is one that is inherited naturally, uh, but made useful in your spiritual service at the local church. Right. And this, this can only happen after salvation. You don't get any of these till you're saved. Right. And for instance, a person who like junior, he's musically talented. Okay. He was musically talented before he was saved. Right. But once he got saved, that talent was used to serve God. And, and when, when, when Junior and his DNA was formed in the womb, God already decided that Junior would have a music ability. And God already knew that one day Junior would use that musical ability to bring glory to God. That's God's plan. You, you think about this. Every single human being on this earth that is ever created in the womb is a, a specific set of DNA codes that has never existed before and will never exist again. That's why abortion is murder. Okay. But God took that code and he made that specific code. He made, he knew your hair color, your eye color. He knew your abilities. He knew whether you're going to be tall or short or, you know, fat like me or skinny like a rail. But he ordered that. It wasn't by chance. It's not by random. It's not by evolution. And you think what a great God he is. How many billions of people have been created, whether they were born or whether they were aborted? He still created every specific genetic code, and there's never been two alike, ever. Even identical twins have different DNA codes. Okay? That's God. Okay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on that one, but... That's God. So this miraculous or supernatural spiritual gifts that he gives us, they're imparted to us directly to each individual as God sees fit. Okay. God doesn't go, eh, maybe they'll be okay with a guitar. Can you imagine me up there with a guitar? No. No. God did not give me that. Okay. Because God knew what he wanted me to do. Now, do we take it like... Like I said, my son Junior has a musical ability. He could have rejected God. He could have never been saved. And he could have went out here and started a heavy metal band. He would have still used his musical talent that God gave him. But he's using it against God's glory. Okay? 
It does what we need to think about. What are our gifts and what have we been given to us and why, right? They produce an ability in a person that we never possessed before, you know? Junior, he didn't know he was musically talented until one day he's like, you know, I'd like to. Maybe he's a little kid and he's banging on mom's pots and pans, you know? He's, he's, he likes that, that music because God's given that for him. He's developing it, right? And it, it's a function, it, it's function of these gifts is, is to work a special work, right? And it's why. What is this special work for? It's for the Holy Ghost, okay? And it cannot be explained. You can't explain why one person can play the guitar and another person can't. You know, why one person can teach and another person can't. Why some people are called to preach and others are not. You know, it's God's choice, not our choice. It's the Holy Spirit that gives it, right? And it, it, it's speaking in tongues is a gift, right? Or it was a gift. That's what we should say. So the apostles, they preached and everyone heard in their own language. Does that mean the apostles knew every language of every person that was there that day? No. No. There could have been 200 different languages, okay? But God said, I have 200 different people here, but I have preachers in this crowd, and I want everybody to hear the Word of God, to hear the gospel. So what did He do? He said, I'm going to give you all tongues. Does this mean that they, they ran around and blah, 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 say Coca-Cola backwards three times real fast? No, that's man trying to mimic it. How many churches today do that? And they think they're speaking in tongues. And then some other nutcase over here hears them babbling and they go, oh, I understand them. No, you don't. You are what we call crazy. Okay. But this was given for a limited time. It was a miraculous gift, but it was given for a limited time. And guess what? The gift of tongues was only given to the apostles. The apostles were people that actually saw Jesus Christ face to face. There's nobody on the earth today that's an apostle. So there's nobody today that should have tongues. And that gift was only given for a short period of time for one reason. So everybody could hear the gospel and the church could be born. The only reason it was there. So if you have somebody speaking in tongues today, go ahead and get them a straitjacket and drag them off to the hospital because something's wrong with them. Okay? They're trying to be glory to themselves. Okay? I've witnessed it. I went to a church one time that did that and I was scared. And they tried to tell me to speak. Uh, you leave me alone. They're trying to bring glory to themselves. And I bet they have a works-based salvation. They don't have salvation through grace. Okay? But limited time, miraculous gifts, right? So how does God distribute these spiritual gifts? Well, let's back in that, that Corinthians again. Chapter 12, verse 11. Look at that. It says, But all these worketh, that one and the selfsame Spirit, right, the Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So dividing means that the Holy Spirit distributes, right? He's giving out those gifts, right? And then it says severally as he will. That means he gives out these gifts individually. Okay, go back to the, the example I used. Junior, he, God gave him a musical gift. He didn't give it to me. He didn't give it to Jay, his brother. He didn't give it to his mother. He didn't give it to anybody else. He gave it to Junior. Okay? Because he chose that. Junior didn't choose that. He chose that. You know? Some reason I have ability to stand up here and teach. God gave that me to me. I didn't get that. I'd run and hide. I have Yeah, it's hard. But he gave it to me. And then I enjoy doing it. For some reason that I don't understand. But 
So they're given to to people as the Holy Spirit sees it, sees the ability to give, and they're given individually. Okay. So let's look at First Corinthians, still in chapter twelve. Let's look at verse eighteen. The Bible says, "But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body." As it hath pleased him. So we're talking about Christians, right? So every one of us is in the body of Christ, okay? By the grace of God. But God puts you in your place in the body of Christ where he wants you, not where you want, okay? If he gives you the gift of mowing and, and you just really mow good and you love it, and then mow the, mow the, mow the yard for the church, right? But then don't try to get up here on Sunday and lead the music because you're not going to do it. God didn't give you that gift, you know, just like Junior. He's given the gift of music. He should stay away from mowing. I've seen it. It's not a good sight. Okay. God chose us and he chose to give those gifts to us. So we need to do what God's will is, not try to force our will. Like if you are not given the, the gift of, of preaching and you're not called to preach, you have no, no right to even call yourself a preacher and try to preach. And if you do, you're going to fail. You will fail miserably. And there's lots of people that do that. They grow up and they might go into church and might go to college. And then one day go, I think I'm going to be a preacher. Or maybe their parents go, why don't you be a preacher, son? Or even worse, why don't you be a preacher, daughter? No. No, if God calls you and says you're going to be a preacher, son, then you're going to be a preacher. And if he doesn't, stay away from it. Okay? So let's look at verse 23. The Bible says, And those members of the body, we're talking about the Christian body, which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Same thing. We're all a part of the body of Christ. We're put in a specific place. It's like a puzzle. God puts this puzzle together for a reason because every piece has their place and every piece fits with a piece around it. Okay? And if you think about it, your body is put together by God. Your eyes can see, right? But they can't pump blood through your body like a heart. Right? Your ears can hear, but your ears can't do anything that the feet can do. Your ears can't run you around the street. If you ever run around on your ears, you're going to be hurting, right? That's because God built you. And it's the same thing with the body of Christ. He built the body of Christ and he puts everywhere where he wants them. Brother Larry, he said, Brother Larry's going to be the pastor. So I'm putting you here, you know, maybe you're here because, you know, maybe you're a lady and he says, you're a great cook. So I want you cooking, you know, maybe you're a lady that has a big heart. So you're going to be the one that goes around and, and lifts everybody else up. You're going to be that one that's in their heart that when somebody misses or somebody's sick, you're the one first online. Hey, calling them and texting them saying, can I check on you? How are you? You know, where are you? Where's your spiritual gifts? Okay. Me, don't allow me to call you because I can't even remember, you know, dates and times and names. You're, you're good luck. You know, it'll pass and you'll tell me, hey, my birthday passed. And, it's too bad. Here's a dollar. But because God bestowed that on that person, right? And that's what we're talking about, these gifts. Let's look at Romans. And, and all these gifts and, and the whole body of Christ, the way it's assembled, the way God put it together is for one thing. It's for God's purpose. It's for his glory, right? So let's go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. 
Just jump back a book. Romans 12. And let's, I know I have verse 6, but I'm going to read 5 through 9 so we can draw this together. The Bible says, So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the prophet, uh, proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Okay? And then, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. He's talking about the body of Christ here. These are your gifts. He's telling you, if you're given a gift, do that gift. And here, down at the bottom, verse 9, this is, this is the body of Christ. This is you, Christians. Love. Love. Love without dissemination. That means you love everybody and you love them fully. You don't love one person more than another. And you don't withhold your love as a Christian. Okay? And you do this with your gifts. Right? And let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2, and verse 4. The Bible says, God, also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles, and gifts of what? Of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will, not according to our will. Again, says divers, right? That means various, various gifts. So God right here, he gives various gifts, right? Out by the Holy Ghost, according to his will, according to his will, not to our will, to his will, you know? And we think about Christ. Christ was born on this earth of a virgin. He grew up, he started his ministry. Guess what he had? He had all these gifts. He had every one of them. He had the gift of teaching. He had the gift of preaching. He had the gift of healing. He had the gift of rising people from the dead. He had all these gifts. And where, how did he get those gifts? God gave them to him. God gave those gifts to Jesus Christ, right? Why? Because that message that he wanted to get out to this world through those gifts, through the Holy Spirit, was that God loves you and he died for you. This is my son in who I'm well pleased. Why did he, how did he make the, that son, that boy that was born on this earth that became Christ, how did he make him different? Because he had the word of God. He had the Holy Spirit on him and he had those gifts. And what did those gifts do? It made a lot of people listen to him. Some believed on him. The others put him to death. Okay, but... God bestowed those gifts on Jesus Christ for one thing and one thing only, to bring the world to salvation. That's it, to build his church, right? And you know, you think about Satan through the use of black magic. We've seen through the Bible and we see it today that, that Satan tries to mimic God, right? And in the end, we know that Antichrist will stand up there and do many things that, that to mimic Christ, right? Because, and why did God do, why did God do this? He could have sent Jesus and just let him preach. But there was other men preaching. There's other men preaching other doctrines. He had to make Jesus special. Why? 
because we're hard-headed and we're doubters. Remember Thomas, big doubter? I ain't going to believe nothing until I can actually put my finger in that wound, right? We are doubters. So if Jesus came just preaching, we could go, well, Bob over here is preaching this doctrine and Steve's preaching this doctrine and you know, uh, uh, Tracy over here is preaching this doctrine. Why don't we follow them? Well, you follow this Jesus Christ because he has gifts. He can do things that no other man can do to bring glory to God. And that's what our gifts are, right? So you may desire a gift. <clears throat> um, where am I in Hebrews 2? Yeah. So these spiritual gifts, as, as I, it all comes down to, they're given by God for God. And they're distributed sovereignly. They're distributed by a sovereign, holy God. They're not distributed by Satan, even though he tries to follow it. And let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Oop, I went the wrong way. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, again, as we try to dissect this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. The Bible says, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you, more, a more excellent way. So what's he talking about here, right? So covet means to desire, right? Well, let's look at verses 28 through 30. Let's read those real quick. And the Bible says, And God hath set some in the church first, apostles, secondly, prophets, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps of government, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Nope. Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all the workers or miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? So he gives us a list, right? Why does he give that list? He gives that list to show the importance. Tongues is on the bottom. Tongues is on the bottom. It was a gift and it was miraculous, but it was on the bottom. Why? Because it wasn't as important as the others. And you look at those, you know, he gave the apostles, right? And then he gave prophets and he gave teachers. Okay? He gave those gifts first because they're more important. Okay? The apostles taught about the gospel of God. Tongues just made you hear it. Okay? But yet, you think about preaching and teaching and, and the, the ones that he listed first. If you look at a fleshly way, you look at it a manly way, a, a, you know, a carnal way. What's more important? Oh, tongues is more impressive, isn't it? Healing is really impressive. But they're down on the list because God said those aren't as important. Preaching the word of God is important. Pastors are important. You know, over somebody that can babble and, and flip around on the floor. Okay? Because we as men will doubt and we as men will seek our glory instead of giving the glory to God. And that's not what he wants here. Okay? And... and it's talking about desire. You may desire a gift. You may desire, you know, man, I would really like to be able to heal. But God says, no. You know, maybe I'll, I would love to be a preacher. And in my heart, I might want to be one. But unless God gives you that gift, no. He determines what gift you have because he already has that plan. Back when your DNA, we talked about that. When you were created in the womb, God already had your plan. It doesn't change. He is unchanging. If he, when, when Brother Larry, before he was ever a, a little, little zygote, a little two little cells together, God had already decided he was going to be a pastor. And there's nothing Brother Larry could do about it. He could fight against it. And you know what would happen? Brother Larry would, he would run up against the wall and God would go, you done yet? I told you to be a pastor, go be a pastor. 
Nothing you can do about it. Okay? So you accept these gifts. You receive the gift or gifts that he gives you. Let's look, look, still in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's look at verse 7. Go back to that. It says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. What does that mean? With all. That means that these gifts are given to you not to profit you, but to profit the whole church, to profit everybody. So you're not given a gift to just bring glory to yourself. You're bring, given a gift to bring glory to God that profits the church, profits the whole church, right? And 1 Peter 4.10, I'll read that to you again. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As every man hath received, so you receive these gifts, every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the, mani of the manifold grace of God. So whatever gift God gave you, every Christian has one or more spiritual gifts. You may not know it. You may not even know what your gift is. Pray to God that He reveals it to you. But every Christian is given some gift, maybe a couple gifts, right? And there's no useless members in the body of Christ. Know that. Just like your body, your feet are not useless. They're not pretty. Sometimes they don't smell good. But they're not useless. God has a function for them. And it's with you in the body of Christ. God has a function for you somewhere. Pray that He reveals it to you so you can bring glory to God. Right? There's no uselessness. And each Christian has a function to serve. Where? In your local church. He plants you in a church and then he tells you to serve. And he tells you to use your gift in that church. Okay? And God has given you these gifts according to his will. And that's what we need to remember. It's not what we want to do, it's what he wants us to do. And in our gifts, we find our gifts how? You find your gifts once you're saved and you're in that local church and you finally submit to God and say, okay, I'm ready to serve you. I will stop being hard-headed. I will stop trying to play the guitar and lead singing when I can't carry a note. When you give up and say, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Then he will reveal it to you because you're not ready until then. Because why? You're trying to do what you want to do. You know, you need to submit and say, okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Fill me with your spirit. Show me this gift that is given by, to you by God for his glory to serve his church. That's the new commandment. I mean, that's the New Testament commands right there. Serve your church. These gifts were given in the very beginning to build the church. Now they're to serve the church. And how do you, what do you do by serving the church? You're still building the church. You're still witnessing. If, you're, if your gift is, is to edify and to love everybody in the church, and that's what you do. You go around and show love to everybody every Sunday and every Wednesday, right? You're edifying that church. You're building that church. You're making visitors feel welcome, right? If, you, if a visitor walks in here and nobody talks to them, are they going to come back? Probably not. Maybe God br brought that visitor here because he wanted them to feel the love of the church, because maybe that person, we don't know, maybe that person has been out in the world and has been abused. Maybe they've been alone. Maybe they've been neglected. And they come in and get the love of Christ shown to them. Then they have the chance of getting salvation. But if you're the, we, they walk in here and we're the cold fish society, they're gone. They're done. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. Okay? But that gift... What gift are you given, right? And you find these gifts, and to failure to use your gift, 
Wow, that's pretty bad, isn't it? God gives you a gift and you fail to use it. That means you fail to benefit the church of Christ, right? You are in violation of God, right? And what happens when you violate? You either get a ticket or go to jail, right? In the real world. But God, if you violate his law and you fail to use your gift, I guarantee you, you're not going to have good days ahead of you. You know, if you're fighting against God and you're rebelling against him, it's like I said, just like hitting your head on that concrete wall. It's going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt the wall. And God's just going to wait for you to stop hitting your head against the wall and look up and go, okay, I give up. I submit. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. We're almost there. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by what? The same Spirit. Okay? So what are we looking at? We're looking at no Christian is given all the gifts, right? Nobody. No Christian is given all the gifts. And the gifts vary among Christians, right? And, and like, the, like I was talking about the gift of healing. The gift of healing was divine healing and it was to show the glory of God. Okay? It was not power given to a man to bring glory to man. And the gift of healing, I don't, it's not here anymore. You know, if it is, these, these healers need to run down to the TCH and take those kids that are dying of cancer and heal them. But they won't. You're not going to see them go there because they know they're fake. That gift of healing was given to the apostles and to Jesus Christ to build the church, to start the church. To show that this Jesus, this Christ is different than all the others that claim to be a Christ. Okay? So, <clears throat> everyone contributes something to the body of Christ. Right? And ideally, if everyone serves and all the gifts are present, that would be great, wouldn't it? However, we don't have that. Certain local churches may not have all the, all the gifts available due to, you know, factors of maybe they're some immature people. Immature Christians, they've got saved, but they're just they're at the milk stage still. They're not eating the meat and they're not growing up. So their their gifts are not maturing, right? Maybe, you know, people are just rebellious. They're fighting against God because they don't want to do what God told them to do. They want to do this over here. You know? Or possibly it's their spiritual condition. If your spiritual condition's down, you know, we've talked about this. If you don't feed on the word of God every day, you're gonna starve to death spiritually. So if your spiritual condition is down, guess what? Your gift is no use right now. And these are things we need to look at. These are factors. And let's look at 1 Corinthians back in chapter 12, verse 28 again. The Bible says, And, and God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Okay? Diversities of tongues. So gifts, we see that they differ in value. They differ in ability. And although the gifts are, are different, you know, they're, also, they're very important. And they're necessary for the church to grow. To the church to grow properly and the church to grow healthy and for the church to function, right? Could your body function well if you were missing part of your body? It would still function, but not 100%. You know, the car you go get in to go home. If it didn't have, you know, if it had three tires, it might still roll. It's not going to roll well. 
Same thing with the church. God puts us together as puzzle pieces. He knows where He wants you. He places you there. He gives you a gift that wherever you're at, you are useful with that gift. That's your function. And on a car, the, the, the tires are round. They're made round, so they go down the road smoothly. If we had square tires, it would be horrible. Right? Your seats. What if your seat was built different? What if it was a chunk of concrete and had no back support? That wouldn't be designed well. Same thing with the body of Christ. God designed us to put us where He wanted us. He gives us the, the gifts that He wants us to have. And He develops us if we will not fight against Him. We have to submit to Him first. And once you submit, He will reveal your gift. And then use it for His glory, not for your glory. And that's what this is all about. You know, it says first apostles, second prophets, and third teachers, and then. And it goes on down the list, right? Well, look at that chapter, or verse 31. It says, but covet uh, earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. So there's greater gifts, right? Look at First uh, Corinthians 14, 5. Some gifts are better than others. Because he gives them that way. Let's look at 14.5. The Bible says, I would have, I would that ye all spake with tongues, right? But rather that ye prophesied, for greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except the, except the interpret, that the church may receive edifying. Okay? He would, you know, he would have that all of us would be preachers, right? But we can't be. We have to have an order. There has to be a pastor above a church. He's their leader. He's their shepherd. And then we can't all be pastors. Right? And that's what he's talking about here. The, you know, and the tongues is way down on the list, but we think it's so high, right? And let's look at 1419. Last verse, and we'll, we'll get out of here. It says, Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Right there. How many people today babble 10,000 words in an unknown tongue and it does not edify Christ, it does not edify the church. Yet they say they're speaking in tongues. They're liars. That's why tongues is on the bottom of the list. Because God said, I use that for a short period of time, but I don't use tongues anymore. Because what do people do? They babble in unknown language and they bring glory to themselves. Because everybody in that church goes, oh, they can speak in tongues. Well, oh, they're lying. They don't know what they're saying. And nobody that says they can interpret it can interpret it. God right there just slapped it down. Tongues is not used again today. But other gifts are. Preaching, teaching edifying. Maybe, maybe your gift is just, maybe you're a wife and your gift is just to love your husband and love your family. You can edify God that way. Maybe your gift is just to, to come here and say hi to somebody. Maybe your gift is a greeter. I don't know. I don't know what your gift is, but you need to seek God to find your gift. And when you find it, use it, burn it up because he gave it to you. And it might be for a limited time. Maybe, maybe you won't be having that gift forever. Don't know. It's up to God. It's up to His Holy Spirit, right? But we see right there it says prophecy is greater than tongues. Why? Because tongues is way low. He used it for a period of time and then it's gone. And we'll go into more of these gifts next week. But let's, let's play. pray real quick.
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you again today. Lord, thank you for this, this time just to, to open your word and maybe just learn a little bit about your spiritual gifts that you bestow us. And, and maybe we can understand our order, where we should be in, in the family of God and what we should be doing. And if we're not doing, Lord, doing that, Lord, that we get right and, and get with you and, and, and submit to you and, and just tell, ask you to reveal that gift to us, Lord. I ask you to be with us today as we hear pre more preaching, Lord, and then we have fellowship, and, and then, Lord, more preaching. And I ask you to be with us in each, each and every opportunity today just to stay with this church and just draw us closer together. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen.